And so we come to, uh, what does the Bible have to say about all of this? And so this isn't a sermon that says, thanks for being these fantastic dads. Honestly, I don't know if you had a fantastic dad. I don't know if you grew up with a dad at all. But I do know that anybody that's gathered here, at least who is a man, and and I think a woman too, one of the things that we're searching for, one of the things we're looking for is, how do I do what God has called me to do to the very best of my ability? How how do I be the father that maybe God has called me to be? Or how uh, how do I, as a child, how do I show respect to my father, my mother, my parents? And so we're going to turn to Scripture this morning for just a few minutes. I won't belabor anything today. And I want to to take a look at what I believe the Bible really says about being a father. And I think the instructions are pretty clear to us. And I don't think we have to dig real deep or, or, or do all kinds of theological gymnastics for this. I think it's in a prayer that we in this congregation hold very dear. I think it's in, in the Our Father. That's what our, our, uh, our Catholic brothers and sisters call it. They, they call it the Our Father. We call it the Lord's Prayer. And I don't think we need to go any further than that. If you, if you don't know where that's at, it's in Luke, but it's the one that we are familiar with. It comes from the Gospel of Matthew. And it says, In this manner, therefore, it's all in red, if you have one of those red-letter edition Bibles. Matthew... The sixth chapter begins in verse 9, and it says, In this manner, therefore, pray. This is God himself, Christ himself, saying, In this manner, pray. And he's just gone through all kinds of instructions on prayer. Make sure that nobody sees you pray. Those types of things. Make sure that when you have uh, something to pray about, you spend some time fasting if it's really important and you're really needing some answers for it. So there's been all these instructions. And to end all of those instructions, he says, now when you pray, let me give you a model. So he says, in this manner, pray. Our Father in heaven, holy, hallowed is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts. You've got this memorized, right? As we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And then he says, say amen. Amen is just that word at the end of a prayer that says, and so we are in agreement. In the old church that many of us grew up in, we said amen after we sang a hymn. Remember? You'd sing through the whole hymn, and at the very last verse, you always ended it with, Amen. I remember the first church I ever served that we did away with that. My goodness, you'd have thought the second coming was coming. We didn't sing Amen at the end of that hymn. It's just a word that says, and so as we finish this prayer together, Amen, we're in agreement with God and with each other on this. Amen. Dads, that's not just a model prayer from God to our hearts to his heart that's a model of what it means to be a father our father who art in heaven holy is your name there is no greater thing that we can do as fathers than to make it very clear and very evident that God is number one in our lives 
There is no greater gift that you can pass on to your children than that your children look at you, fathers, and say, my father believed in God. You see, the the words from Scripture that God gives to us way back in the beginning of the covenants, be ye therefore, Deuteronomy, be ye therefore holy as I am holy. When we acknowledge our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name, there is no greater gift that you can give to your kids than that they could say about you. Holiness doesn't imply perfection. Don't get caught up in that, Dad. You'll never be. You're married. Amen. I, 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 I see some heads shaking back there. We will be reminded that we have feet of clay. But that's not holiness. That's not the holiness God is talking about. The holiness God is talking about is a heart that absolutely loves him. David was a holy man. And we cannot hold David as an example, King David in the Bible, of somebody, go ye therefore and do likewise. We can hold Christ up for that, but we can't hold David up for that. But it was a heart that was holy. It was a heart that was holy seeking God. Be therefore holy as I am holy. Our Father who art in heaven. Kids, if they can say, Dad, you were holy. You loved God. Then we can make all the mistakes we need to make in raising our kids, and we make lots of them. But our kids will remember that we were holy. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. You know, one of the greatest gifts, dads, that you can give to your kids is they know your purpose. Right, Jay Porter? One of the greatest gifts you can give to your children is that they know your purpose in this world. There is nothing worse growing up as a child in this world, I would just say. Maybe there are worse things. It would be really bad. I'll hedge my bets. It would be really, really bad to grow up and feel like your father was just somebody who just drifted from one thing to another, don't know what I'm supposed to do in life. You know what, if you're a 15-year-old and you're looking for your own place in life and what you're supposed to do in life, and your dad at 45 or 50 years old is still sitting there, and when he comes home, he's looking at his 15-year-old saying, you know, I just don't know what I want to do with life. I cannot imagine the 15-year-old kid that says, well, then how am I supposed to figure it out? I don't know, that's up to you. You know, one of the greatest gifts, Dad, that you can give to your children is a gift that we acknowledge from our Father. We do not have to guess what the will of God is. Do not make your children guess what your purpose is in life. If you haven't found your purpose yet, if you're 30, if you're 35, find it. Come talk to me. We'll look together. But for goodness sakes, know who you are as a man. Know why God put you in this world because you have young people, if you are a father, that are looking to you to show them how to find purpose. And our Father in heaven never left a doubt that He knew what He intended for us and for this world. So thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so give us this day our daily bread. I've preached on this for you. 
Because dads, your job, just as God's job, was not to just give us our food for today. Give us today our daily bread. It's two different Greek words. If you didn't hear that sermon, let me tell you in 15 seconds. That does not mean give me today what I need to eat today. What that means in the Greek is give me today what I am going to need so I can eat tomorrow. And so when you pray the prayer, our Father who art in heaven, give me today my daily bread, that has nothing to do with, I'm only going to take this one day at a time, God. There's those scriptures that says don't worry about tomorrow. But remember, Christ balances those scriptures by, it's a fool that builds his house without a plan. And it's a silly person that doesn't think about what he's going to need to finish the building project because everybody's going to look at him and say, you're crazy. You're going to get halfway done with your house. You're going to run out of material. Those are balanced in life. Give us this day our daily bread is Christ teaching us the prayer of God that says, God, give us not just what we need to live through today, but give us today what we are going to need to be successful tomorrow. Dad, do I need to say any more about that? Our jobs as parents, our jobs as fathers is to not just make sure today is stable for our kids, but to make sure that they have today what they need to be successful tomorrow. That's one of the greatest gifts you can give. Do you see as you're praying through a prayer to your Father in heaven that God has not given us just a model of a prayer to our heavenly Father, but He's given us a model for what it means to be good fathers. As children, maybe to overcome some of these things of, boy, I didn't have a very good parent. They didn't do this, they didn't do that. You know what? Dads, if you get one of these right, <laughs> let's throw a party. If your children just know that you loved God, let's throw a party together and say, yes, I got one of them. Man, if you can get two or three of them, we'll do a trifecta and we'll place a bet. Give us today what we will need today to be successful tomorrow. Dads, don't forget whether you are fathers or whether you are now grandfathers. The Bible's going to tell us that our grandchildren and our children are going to be like arrows in our quiver. You know what that means? With an arrow in your quiver, you pull it out of that quiver, you put it in your bow, and you shoot it forward. You have purpose because you know where you're aiming. But eventually it goes out and does its job out there. And so our children, the prayer in the Bible is, will be uh, children and grandchildren arrows in the quivers we're going to shoot them forward and they're going to have their own give me today what i need to be successful tomorrow lead me not into temptation but deliver me from evil our pope uh spoke on this last year and and decided that he needed to to clarify and change some things on that and i was more confused after he spoke than i was before but that's okay because the catholics will have to deal with that not me my bishop's still pretty clear this isn't a scripture about whether or not God is leading us down paths of temptation in this world. This is a, this is a verse that goes right back to we are shepherds. We are, we are called to be shepherds. And yes, fathers with our children, we are called to be shepherds. And that doesn't mean 
that doesn't mean that we're always carrying those sheep around. It means that many times we're walking in front of those sheep and the sheep know our voice. Scripture says this time and time again and they will follow our voice. They will follow the sounds that we will make. They will get to know us. They will get to recognize us. And we get all kinds of Scripture that Jesus talks about where if a thief comes in and and comes over the fence and tries to steal sheep or tries to lead the sheep astray, sheep won't follow somebody that they don't know. So lead us today. And don't lead us into temptation. Of course God's not going to lead us into that. But God, brothers and sisters, is going to lead us through the difficult times of life. He is going to lead us through the difficult times of life. If we'll follow. But you know what we do as sheep. We know, you know what we do as kids. Our, our parents, our fathers, uh, our mothers... We'll, we'll try to walk ahead of us and they'll try to lead us. And next thing you know, we see a shiny object over here and they're having to come and with their little shepherd's crook, they're having to pull us up out of that ditch. Boy, I can tell you stories about getting pulled out of ditches when I was learning to drive. Yep. We're following our shepherd. Fathers, make sure that the path the kids are to follow is very clear. Make sure they know your voice. Make sure they can recognize who you are. Because I can tell you, there will be those that will come into their lives and will try. They came into my life. They tried to lead me off of the path. I found a bunch of shiny objects in my life. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. You know, kids, that's kind of for us. And so we honor fathers on Father's Day. It's their house. Yeah. You don't like the rules. The old saying is, buy your own. You don't like my rules. You don't like the way I say life has to work in my house. Oh boy, I'd like to... (laughs) I can tell you about conversations in my office where a parent will come in and say, what am I supposed to do now, Tim? My kid wants to come home and this and this and this and this and this. And you know I don't agree with any of that stuff, but I'm trying to be a good parent. I'm trying, trying to stay connected. Can I tell you, kids, I'm a kid. <laughs> when I go home to my mama's house, it's my mama's house. And it's her rules. It's her kingdom. Just as it's God's kingdom. And just as when we come into His house, we live by His rules. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and ultimately the glory forever. That that is all about our acknowledgement to our Heavenly Father. And it is a model for what we can be as children that says, you know what, I just don't agree with that, Dad. Well, you have that right. But it's theirs. Their rules. Their house. Honor that. I don't care whether you're 50 years old and you're going home to a 92-year-old mother-in-law that is over in the, the community apartments right now. When I go into LG's house, that's LG's house. And I will live by her rules in that house. Or I won't visit But she's fun, so I'll live by her rules. 
Our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give me today what I need to be successful tomorrow. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Is a model for our relationship with our Heavenly Father. But beyond that, every time you pray that, I want you to think, if you can, about your Father. And maybe some of the ways He lived that out in your life. The responsibility that you have to your Father. The responsibility that He has to you. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, what a special thing that we get to do today as we honor you, as we worship with you, and as we remember that in Hebrews, the 8th chapter and the 6th verse, Lord, I just call this to our hearts in prayer. As Christ lives out everything he has just taught his disciples, It has been so evident and so clear that, that Lord, when Paul gives us that example of the more excellent way, it is the example of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As He knelt before His heavenly Father, not my will, Lord, but Your will. As He gave honor to His Father as He thought about not just what He needed today, but what God was doing for Him tomorrow. And so Lord, help us to lock that, that passage in Hebrews into our hearts. That as we look to our Heavenly Father, there is no greater example of a child that honored His Father than our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who ultimately knowing the will of His Father gave himself for us gave himself for the purpose as the arrow in the quiver that our heavenly father shot forth from the portals of glory and heaven to hit square in the center of a cross that it might be the piercing death blow for sin for evil and for death among his greatest treasured possession of all creation, me. On this Father's Day, thank you for being a good, good Father.